Hey everyone, it's Thanksgiving season here in the United States, and that got me thinking about how grateful I am that I get to spend every week sharing the awesome stories, projects, and advice of video game professionals with all of you. And it just keeps getting better and better. Thank you so much for sticking with us. But I'm not the only one who's feeling grateful this year, so I thought I'd let some others share what they're thankful for as well. This is Daniel Dunn from Blackfell Media, and uh, this year I'm thankful for uh, a lot of things. But uh, the one thing that I'm thankful for most is you. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, thanks for your support. Hi, this is Nathan Minier, and I'm the developer of This Book is a Dungeon. And uh, this year I'm thankful for a lot of different things, but as an indie developer, I'm really thankful that we live in a time where there's so many different kinds of opportunities for small studios and indie developers in general to be able to make small quirky projects and release them and have a way to do that on big platforms where you can actually reach people and, and also having the tools to be able to do that if you're new to the industry. So. Um, It's just really great to be able to explore these different kinds of opportunities and ideas and be able to pour yourself into the kind of art and games you want to create. This is Raghav Mathur from Blackshell Media, and this year I'm thankful for all of our developers and partners that have stuck with us over the years. Thank you very much. I'm Rick Davidson, Game Career Coach, and this year I am thankful for every single person who said positive things about any of the videos that I've created on my YouTube channel that gave me encouragement and said thank you to me for what I'm doing. Because a lot of what I do is helping others, and I just get such a thrill, and I'm so thankful when people take the time to say that what I'm doing is pretty cool. So thank you to you guys out there who have uh, given those kind words to me. I really appreciate it. I'm Kevin Carthew from Team 17, and this year I'm thankful for working with a great bunch of developers who've helped make the best Worms game ever. Hey, this is Dorian Karahalias from Black Shell Media, and this year, I'm thankful for all my awesome co-workers. I couldn't ask for a better team to nerd out about video games with. Hello, this is me, Arstani Shevsky from Plastic, and this year I'm thankful for the ability to have more free time for my family. This is Karina Khan from Crash Wave Games, and today we are thankful for community-driven games. This is Sarah Dukakos from Archiact, and this year I am thankful for Owlboy coming out, and Severed, and Camille, you know, that new champion from League of Legends who's got, like, knives for legs. She's really cool. Oh, and uh, my friends and my family. And from all of us here at Indie Insider to all of you, thank you. This is Andy Bacon from Archiact. And this is the time of year when we reflect upon what we're truly grateful for. So, in the spirit of this season, I have with me the three penguins who star in the new virtual reality puzzle game, Waddle Home. Out now on Vive and PlayStation VR. Hello, penguins. Penguins, this has been a rough year for you. Barely escaping the evil robots in Antarctica, having to ride in an alien spaceship. But after all you've been through, what is it that you're grateful for? (laughs) We are grateful for all the people who played Waddle Home. We're not the smartest or most capable of penguins, so we appreciate you helping to guide us past the evil robots and their traps. If you haven't played the game yet, you penguins could still use your help. Thank you, penguins, and happy Thanksgiving to you all. Bye-bye now. Welcome to Indie Insider, presented by Blackshell Media. This is the weekly show where we speak with indie video game developers, publishers, and industry professionals about their projects, their stories, and their advice to others. I'm your host, Logan Schultz, and today on the show I sit down with Rick Davidson, a game career coach dedicated to helping aspiring developers find ways of pursuing their dreams. 
we chat about his long road into the video game industry, his thoughts on the indie video game scene, and Rick shares more than enough motivation and advice to get you moving in 2017. Before we get to the interview, however, a couple of quick notes. This show is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm working to help indie developers reach their goals and new audiences. The company also strives to offer unique, inspiring, and even educational services for developers, publishers, and gamers alike, which is why we get to bring this show to you. Speaking of which, be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and other podcast services across the internet. And please, leave a review. If you'd like to be a part of the show and share your thoughts, questions, or even request a professional to bring on the podcast, send me an email at logan at blackshellmedia.com or reach out on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. Finally, special thanks to Rick for joining us on the show and Benjamin Tiso over at bensound.com for allowing us to use his song, Going Higher, in the show. And now, game career coach Rick Davidson. Welcome to Indie Insider. Today, I am talking with Rick Davidson, a game career coach. Rick, how's it going, man? Good, thanks. Good. Thanks for having me along today. Nice talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to chat. Uh, like I mentioned when we were talking previously, you you get to bring something a little different to the show. Um, usually, I'm talking to developers or people who are working on uh, specific projects, even talked to a couple publishers. I've never talked to somebody who is a video game career coach. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to pick your brain just a little bit and hear maybe a little bit about you, what your day-to-day is. Let's start at the beginning. All right. Um, uh, who, tell me who you are. Where, where do you come from? Uh, wow, that's a, that's a very broad, awesome question. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gamer. I play games. I've played games my whole life. I'm a developer. Uh, not a programmer, per se, but a developer. I've worked in a bunch of different... Uh, development houses. I've had my own indie game studio that uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, have acquired uh, back in 2012. Um, I'm an Australian, as people listening can tell from the accent that I've been. <laughs> I've been practicing this accent for years. It, it's uh, not the easiest of accents to do, but I'm pretty happy with it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm. I'm. What I'm up to in life is helping people, helping people succeed, helping people have a dream to follow that dream, to not give up, to have the steps to take and to go for it. Because I, I don't know about you if, if you've felt this yourself, but so many people in and around games are told, that's silly, don't pursue it, don't go for it, what a waste of time, that can never be a career. So I really i am out there battling for people to fulfill their dream in life. Sure. You mentioned that uh, you were a developer, but not a programmer. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Tell me a little bit about that story. Yeah, I'm a designer, producer, business guy. Uh, I've worked as a as a uh, game director, as an executive producer. Like I said before, as a CEO of my own studio. So I, it's an interesting word, developer, right? Some people, when they hear the word developer, they think coder, they think programmer. And, but generally, we talk about game development or game developers as anyone who's making a game. So I just like to clarify that. Some people get a bit disappointed when they ask me really hairy technical questions about, you know, I, I can't get my <laughs> rendering to process correctly. I'm like, um, 
I, I'm not quite sure about that. <laughs> but the the broader things, right? You can you can talk about that. You can talk about you know exactly. I know a thing or two. Yeah. So uh, and particularly design, like I've that's that's what I'm most excited about is game design. How to create good experiences for players. Um, how to set your project up. A lot of the project management. How to work with other people. Um, how to get funding, all the business stuff. So a lot of the things that are the the everything else of game development that is often really hard to learn at school. We can learn the technical. Here's how to create a three D model. Here's how to um, code a particular feature. But the everything else stuff, I think that takes a lot of a lot of courage for us to go and and trust ourselves and understand how that works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Uh, so you said you grew up in Australia, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm an Australian, uh, but I've spent a lot of my professional career in North America, specifically in Canada. Okay, uh, working in the the games industry there. So you're a young boy growing up in Australia, um, fending off the spiders and you know eating Vegemite right. and you know all of the stereotypical Australian things. Sure. Totally. Um, yeah. How do you decide you want to be involved with video games? Yeah, cool question. So for me, my journey, I'm, I'm a bit of an old fella nowadays, so uh, it's, it's been a long, long journey, long path. When I first got really interested in video games as a career it was when I was at university and I was studying psychology and I was doing a master's degree that was all about uh, multiplayer video games, which back in the day was kind of interesting and, and new type of stuff, how people worked together and, and cooperated, etc., and at that point, I'm like, cool, I want to go make video games for a living. And I went to some conferences and talked to some people and put myself out there. And the, the conversation that I had was usually awesome. So uh, what programming do you know? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not a programmer. Awesome. Okay, well, ha- what do you like as an artist? Oh, well, not that good. <laughs> and so the industry at the time, the, the, the conversation that I got was basically, well, what the hell can you do then? You're kind of useless to us. You know, be gone. And, like, I, I had no understanding. I had, you know, the internet, this is embarrassing how old I am, but the internet wasn't even around then. So I didn't, <laughs> there was no answer to go get. And so I put my dream of making games on hold and I went off and did a number of other careers and, you know, had a good time and earned a bunch of money and, and learned how to be a manager and to start companies. Good things, but it wasn't games. It wasn't my passion. And I felt that I was missing out. So uh, about 12 or 13 years ago, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to I'm going to go and learn how to make games. I wonder what I should do. And I stumbled across a course in a very good school that was learning how to be a game designer. And when I read up what a game designer did, I was like, that is exactly what I want to do. I want to construct the the rules and the world and the story and the characters uh, and coordinate people working on a vision. So it it really clicked with me. So then, yeah, I went off and did a pretty intensive one-year study, which was game design, game production, and then jumped into the industry after that as a as a lead producer and then as a lead designer and did a bunch of, um, you know, worked on games and had good times. So this, my story, my journey really was I put my dream on hold for about seven or eight years because I had no idea how to get into the industry. I didn't just didn't know how to do it. And that's maybe what you're trying to help other people avoid, right? With, with what you do now. That's exactly yeah. right. 
Exactly. I, I speak to people now, and people are a lot more advanced than I was. So they'll, <laughs> for example, they've, yeah, in many ways, they'll have, um, you know, they'll have done a bunch of programming, or they'll know how to do 3D modeling, or they'll have made a bunch of levels in level editors. They've already got some sort of thing that they've played around with, some sort of tangible skill, but still have a huge unknown in terms of, well, how do I make my own game? Like, how do I, what do I do? I, I made a little game and threw it up on the App Store and three people downloaded it, one of which was my grandmother <laughs> and the other two was me testing it. I made no money, you know, it, people think it sucked. What do I do? How, how do I even move forward? Um, and so a lot of what I talk to people about is you're supposed to suck when you first start. It's you, You're not going to do your best work. So be cool with that. It's learning and it's an advancement and practice and training and make your first game and make it for you make your second game and make it for your friends and make your third game and make it for an audience and hopefully make a dollar out of your first out of your third game sorry maybe make a few more dollars and by doing that you'll get better and better and better you'll meet people you'll understand what it is that you love to create and you'll understand what it is that your audience wants not just what I like as a game but what do my players want as a game so that's a lot of what I'm, I'm out there trying to do, help people get past that initial barrier of where do I start and I did a thing and it didn't go so well, should I just give up? And the answer is no, right? Of course. The answer yeah. is no. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah. The answer Spoilers. Is no. If you love it, do it. If it's your passion, then do it. Life's too short to be trudging away doing what you hate. Uh, and you know, a lot of people need to pay the bills. I totally understand. Well, everyone's got to pay the bills. But uh, there's ways of paying the bills and making your game as your side project and getting that knowledge and that skill over time. So I agree, Logan, 100%. Do not give up. Chase the dream. (laughs) Love it. So you also claim to be uh, just kind of off to the side of our conversation, uh, a life coach as well, right? Um, I'm kind of getting that just from the way you talk, from some of the the motivational words you you put out there. Tell me a little bit about that part of your life, Um, because obviously you're Mm. applying that with gaming, but where does that come from? Yeah, cool question. A a lot of, you know, life coaching's been around for ages, um, and a lot of people are new to the concept of life coaching because maybe they haven't come across it before. But essentially, it's, it's a conversation about what do you want in your life and what action are you willing to take to get there? And so many people that I've talked to over the years, when, they, when they're faced with the question of what do you want, they say, I'm not sure. I just want more of what I have now, but I'm not sure what I want. And it, it's the classic, if you don't know where you're going, then you're never going to get there. So a lot of it's helping people knowing what they want and then having the, the courage to go for it, finding role models or people who've done it before to prove that it's not mysterious that you can actually succeed doing the thing you want to do and then taking the action and being consistent with it and life coaching versus career coaching uh, like a lot of what i do is career coaching very specifically what are you looking for out of your career uh what's your ideal job what skill and knowledge do you need to get that life coaching covers pretty much any area of your life that you want to improve that you're not 10 out of 10 at so your your fitness your finances uh, your relationships, uh, your travel aspirations, uh, your family relationships, whatever it might be, there's a consistency to how you go about getting what you want and taking action towards that. 
So I so I partially answered your question there, which is more of what is life coaching. How I got into that is I've just always had a real a real passion for personal development myself and looking at what I'm doing in my own life and what the gap is between what I'm doing and what I would like to do or like to have or who I would like to be and then setting myself targets and working towards those targets and asking for help and support to get there. So I've always been really excited about that. And it's been many, many years that I've been helping other people fulfill their own dreams and take actions. You said that you started your own uh, game development company at one point. That's right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's right. So Inspirato Games. Well, I've been working for... Uh, for um, in studios for many years and a lot of working in studios back when I was doing that it was about there was you know 50 people on a team or 100 people on a team and a publisher an Activision or a Nintendo or an EA or whoever it might have been would give us a whole bunch of money and then say we would like you to make a game like this and there's times where that's just such a wonderful amazing experience and there's times as a designer, which is what my core craft was, where you feel very frustrated because you can see that a publisher has certain expectations on what to do with the core product that don't match your own. And often it's very, um, you know, we need to do whatever's going to make money, which is fair because they have to make their money. Mm -hmm. But often what I found which frustrated me was this particular game is doing very well now. We want you to make that game with a slight twist and, you know, we want it to be done very well. And the conversation about, yeah, but that game, that game's out now and people are enjoying it. When we finish the game we're working on, it's going to be in two years' time. It's not going to be fresh or interesting anymore. We have to do something more creative. We have to do something more interesting. I, I got frustrated with that cycle. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put my words where my mouth are. Is that the, no. Yeah, Is that the same? That's saying? close. Yeah. Put my words where, where yeah. That's, <laughs> put my foot in my mouth. Is that how the saying goes? Uh, I don't know about I, that I'm one. just, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to go make my own game. So I kind of accidentally started my own indie studio by just making, wanted to make little flash games, teamed up with a buddy. Um, you know, I wanted to make games that were meaningful. So the whole premise was meaningful gaming, games that make some sort of, impact you know make people smarter or make people think or connect people and started doing that and then uh growing what we we're doing and then I, I i'm like well i need some investment so i better go and incorporate my company and uh, then got some investment and then got some government grant money and working on games and building team and yeah before i knew it i had a, a studio had a company that was a, a remote you know everyone worked from wherever and making games and was awesome loved it but it's super stressful, as anyone <laughs> listening who's indie will know. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough how much I've heard that. Right, that it's so freeing, but yeah, so much work. Right, it is, and that's that's the balance. And part of what I do in my in my work, I speak with a lot of people who are saying I'd like to be an employee in a company, and that's cool. You know, in a game studio, like great, or or in any other area. And people saying, I really want to be indie. I want to make my own thing. And I also have a third group of people who say, I'm not sure whether I want to be indie or work for someone else. And usually it comes down to the amount of uncertainty that that person is okay with versus control. And so I'll ask them, you know, what's more important to you? Having a lot of control and a lot of predictability, sorry, having a lot of predictability mm -hmm. and stability or having a lot of control 
and flying by the seat of your pants. And some people already know the answer to that, and they're like, no, no, I, I kind of, I just want something that's secure. I just want to make games. I don't want the heartache and the headache. And so it's cool, go off and, and try to find a job. And a lot of people are like, no, 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 I've got my vision and I want to do things my way and I'm okay with a little bit of uncertainty. It's like, awesome. You're ready to be an indie. Go for it. What are you waiting for? Start today. <laughs> well, I want to get to talking about your business as a game career coach. Um, and I want to talk uh, uh, about what your life looks like since you've now chosen something different from being an employee or being indie, right? Um, mm-hmm. But before we get there, I want to pick your brain about the indie video game industry as a whole right now. We're working in a time where, you know, digital storefronts are everywhere and indie games uh, have become so available to people. There's a plethora of games out there right now. It's so accessible. What do you think about the indie video game scene? And I know it's a broad question, but maybe you can uh, just provide me a little bit of insight on, on what you see now. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm an optimist, and if any of your listeners are familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he's, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. He's just foul-mouthed, but honest and very authentic. <laughs> and he, one of the things he talks about is being an optimist. He's like, you can succeed. Like, you absolutely can. Uh, but you have to be good. And this is the whole thing that I think people are mistaking uh, the indie scene a little bit that, uh, yes, it's hard, but I think it's always been difficult uh, to succeed as an indie game developer. There's never been a time where you could just be like, you know, pick up the keyboard and an hour, you know, or a day later, you you know, you're a millionaire. That's, there's ne- that's never been the case. Nowadays, the difficulty has changed from execution and, and delivery. That's not the, the challenge. The challenge is cut through and awareness and standing out. And so it's just, it's shifted. And a lot of indies aren't comfortable doing marketing and aren't comfortable creating a product that that matches a want or a need or or stands out in a way that is is a little bit more above and beyond what their comfort level is. They want to make a good game, which is fine, but good games aren't the ones that sell nowadays. Uh, remarkable games are the ones that sell. So a remarkable game should also be good. But uh, what I see is success comes from remarkability, something that stands out. There's tons of opportunities. There's tons of people succeeding. There's, there's lots and lots of examples of uh, small studios doing really well, solo indies doing really well. Um, you know, one of my favorite games, Undertale, was, oh, yeah. was the classic made by one guy over a couple of years or a few years, uh, did super well. It's, it's not a super complex, crazy, innovative game, right? It just was remarkable with the art style and remarkable with some of the mechanics and choices. And I, I don't know how many copies it sold, but I think it's quite it's a lot. It's do pretty well, yeah. So I think it's done really well, yeah. So there's a lot of people failing because they make bad products. They make a clone. They make a game that's that they've followed a tutorial and they've tweaked one or two things and they're expecting that game to do well. Or, you know, the art looks awful or there's bugs in it or... They haven't set the player up with a good, um, you know, call to action at the start of the game. So there's a lot of reasons I think why there's a lot of games out there aren't succeeding. And then the ones that are good games that technically should succeed, maybe aren't succeeding because the team hadn't had the time to invest in marketing or didn't create something that could stand out. 
and and that's a lot of what I look for when I work with people is your game kind of seems cool, but it seems like the other 20 uh, you know racing games that I've looked at. It seems like the other 30 um, roguelikes that I've seen mm-hmm. recently. So what are you going to do to have it stand out? How are you going to make it different and make it special? That's the the 2016, 2017 challenge is how do you make your game unusual and interesting? Did that answer your question? I think so. I think <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, and also, skipped us ahead a little bit. That's a solid piece of advice. I think it's pretty good. Uh, our listening, aspiring game devs out there are getting some free uh, game career coach advice from Rick Davidson here. So, I like it. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's, it's really interesting that you, you've asked me a little bit of, you know, what I'm up to. And if, if, I, if you and I have a conversation and just one or two people get there and say, hey, uh, I'm going to look at things a little bit differently, and it, it opens the path to them pushing forward, then this is a super worthwhile conversation. That, that for me, what's, is what life is all about, you know, helping other people, um, you know, enabling other people, giving them a push forward. So... Let's see if we can get a little bit more of that good advice today. You're a teacher too, right? You teach on the side just a bit. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Yeah, I've I've been a uh, teaching in game schools for many many years, which I really enjoy. And uh, in the last few years, I've also been creating a lot of online courses, which I love as well. You know, I love switching the camera on and just being able to deliver to not just a room full of twenty or thirty people, but to the internet. You know, which is uh, tens or hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people. So uh, I really enjoy that. Whatever knowledge I've managed to cobble together over the years, I love transferring that to other people so that they can they can benefit from that. Well, let's stop bouncing around the topic. You, Rick Davidson, uh, are a game career coach. The last time... Yes, I, correct. Yes, I got it right. Great. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Question one, I got correct. What's the next question? Um, when we were talking about your life story, we had ended on you kind of running your own game studio, right? Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. reach that point where you really decide you're going to commit fully to building the careers of other people and motivating other people? Um, obviously, you mentioned that's kind mm-hmm. of been a part of your life your entire life, but how do you commit to that fully? What's that look like? Uh, in terms of commitment... Um, I think interesting, interesting question. Your question is like an onion. There's a few aspects to it. The process of how do you commit to it is really just saying, I'm going to commit to this and making a promise and and that's it. So my commitment shifted from, I want to make a very good product. I want to make a very good game to, I want to help as many people as possible. And I think honestly, Logan, that's a, a life stage thing. So for me, I'm 42 years old. And I've worked on teams and I've worked with people and I've run studios and I've done a lot of things that feel very meaningful to me. And as I've got older, I said, cool, what's my next challenge? What feels meaningful to me today? And what am I inspired by? And it was really coaching I'd been doing as a part-time thing for a long, long time. Okay. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this full-time. I'm going to transition from doing it as a side thing, helping a couple of people out. I want to help a million people. I want to have as big an impact as I can and, and you know, also get a return on the investment that I'd invested in myself in terms of understanding how games are created and, and you know, how to start a business and how to run an indie studio, all these things. I wanted to get a bigger return on that than just, you know, I made a couple of good games I wanted to get a return, which was I've helped, you know, 
many people, even if it's only 100 people, make 100 good games. So then I'm expanding the impact that I've had in the world. So maybe it's just just getting old and shifting what's important (laughs) to myself. Well, now you kind of run your own company as a game career coach. People can find you online. um, They can connect with you. And you have a series of programs set up to help any developers um, who are uh, anywhere from beginners to people who have designed their own games before and uh, are now fairly advanced comparatively. Um, give me some insight into your business. What does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, uh, a lot of my day-to-day... So I do a lot of one-on-one coaching where I will have a call similar to this. Sometimes we have videos, sometimes we don't, where it's me talking to someone about whether it's whether it's indie or someone with their career talking about what's what's going on, what what are your challenges. If it's from an indie perspective, what are you doing with your game? Let's have a look at your design. How's your team going? Where are you stuck? And having those one-on-one conversations and helping enable people, get them unblocked, move them forward, give them ideas, mostly uh, listen to their ideas. That's one big part of it. Another big part is creating YouTube videos where I'm just putting it out there and saying, I want you guys to succeed. Here's some stuff that is I've found to be very useful. Um, maybe you'll find it useful as well. And so just giving back, giving back to the community, trying to be useful, trying to be valuable to people um, you know, on YouTube, just as free stuff that I do. And then also working on my, my video courses or my programs. So creating new content for that, making videos, making um, training uh, content, doing case studies, talking to people uh, in terms of um, you know, that other way of helping. So part of it is me doing stuff I love and I just want to help people. And part of it is me needing to pay the bills and put food on the table, which is, which is my coaching and my training programs. So I'm an aspiring indie developer. I find you online or I listen to the Indie Insider podcast and I hear you talking. Um, and I decide I would love to begin working with you. How do I start? What does that look like? The best thing is if people go to my website, gamecareercoach.com, and on there I've got a whole bunch of free videos, depending upon whether someone's looking for a job as a you know in the games industry or wanting to start their own indie thing or continue their own indie thing, uh, just having a look at the videos I've got on my website. And then from there, I present the programs that I have on offer and, and you know what might be useful to people. People just can have a look, you know, depending upon how much help they want or what their budget is or where they're at, they can have a look at what I offer. And a lot of people just send me a note, ask me a quick question. I'm, I love that. I love when people send me a question, hey, I'm really stuck on this aspect or I'm not sure whether I should do A or B or what do you think about this or uh, I've got an idea, how does that connect. Uh, and so people can just send me a message, whether that's through YouTube or through my website. Um, you know, if you've got a simple question, I love to hear simple questions. And maybe a simple question will evolve into us working together. But people need to, to know a little bit about me and, and be comfortable that I could be useful to them and of value to them before we get into any broader, you know, working, working together as a partnership. We've talked a lot about um, being an indie developer, right? But we haven't talked so much about um, kind of another aspect of the industry that you focus on, which is being an employee at perhaps a larger company or being part of a larger team. What do you do for those people who come to you wanting to do something more like that? Uh, One of the things that I, I do a bunch of is have workshops, online workshops, 
where people come and join. Usually the group is is between three to eight people and we have um, we have calls and we have video conference calls and we just talk about what someone's brand is and what their uh, what materials they have to support the job that they're trying to apply to and what the employer is looking for and what jobs are out there and where they're stuck and how they get more experience. One of the classic catch-22s is, I don't have any experience making games, but I would like to get a job making games so that I can have experience making games. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people get stuck on that, and, and we work through that. How do you get experience if you've got no experience? Uh, and it's really a conversation about um, what's, what's in, what would you really love to be doing? Like, what's your end game? If you want to be making games because you want to be making your own games as an indie studio, then maybe you start off working as an employee for a couple of years, understand how it works, get some good contacts, get a little bit of money in the bank, and then go off and start your own indie stuff as well, you know, while you've been working on it on the side. Uh, and sometimes people do it the other way around. They, they need to make some indie games so that they're attractive when they go to an employer and say, hey, I want to work in your studio. And I find there's a lot of overlap, people doing one and then the other or the other than the first. Uh, but, you know, it's, there's, there's so many similarities between doing indie stuff and going out and getting a job. Uh, a lot of them have to do with trusting yourself, building up your skills, being consistent, not giving up, and, and really just investing. Well, one thing that I really want to ask you about, uh, and, and you've touched on this kind of, <clears throat> sorry, throughout our half hour of talking so far, um, but hopefully this will help compile it and, and maybe this will bring out some new stuff as well. I want to ask you about the frequently asked questions of indie developers. So when people come to you mm-hmm. and they're seeking you know, some coaching in their career and being an indie developer, what are some of the top questions that you get asked? And what are the answers to those questions? What are some things that people can mm-hmm. take away from this? A lot of what I see at the beginner level is people asking questions around the topic of where do I even start? This, this looks big, where do I start? And it's often framed in the context of what language should I learn or what engine should I use? And what they're really saying is where do I start? Because I haven't made games before, but I like them a lot and I'm very interested. So they say, you know, should I learn C Sharp or JavaScript or should I learn C++ or, you know, is Unreal better or Unity better or what about Game Maker? And so I see a lot of those questions. And for me, uh, there's two parallel streams that I see in terms of your skill and development for being successful as an indie. One is the technical. You need to be good at technical. You need to have some things that you can build and craft yourself. You can team up with someone who's a great programmer, but you still need to be a decent artist. Or you can team up with someone who's a decent artist, but you need to be bringing the programming. Um, and, and so start by learning something. It doesn't really matter. Whether it's C-sharp or C++, doesn't matter. Go get an online course and uh, just start doing it and start learning that, that skill and that knowledge. Uh, and the other part of it is how to make a game, like the process of not just learning I can move uh, pixels around on a screen or I can can make things collide or I figured out physics, but the, the, what do I do? How do I make it enjoyable? How do I set up a game? You know, how do I create 
uh, goals and a challenge for a player. And my advice in that instance, when you're starting out, is just go make any sort of moment, not a game, but a game moment. And a game moment might be going into your your favorite game, and if it's got a level editor or a map editor, just make a level, make a map, and make it interesting and make it fun. Show it to your friends and get feedback on it. And through that process of of just making something, like tweaking something or tuning something, playing around with the variables, playing around with the, the pacing of it or the setting, you're gonna learn the core craft of being a game designer, the core craft of being a game creator, which is, way, way above and beyond just, I know the technical of how to, how to make a thing function, but the, um, the insight into how to make it interesting and compelling. So do those two things at the same time. So that's one of the common things people are like, where do I start? Start learning a language. If you're completely, completely stuck and you've got no idea and you don't know what's going on, go get a copy of Unity and learn C Sharp. Take an online course, you can get them, uh, go to Udemy, Look for uh, my buddy Ben Tristam. Go do his Unity course or his Unreal course. He's got both of those. Uh, it's going to cost you, you know, in the tens or in the low hundreds of dollars. It's not going to be a huge investment. Um, and go through the entire course is like 40 hours or 50 hours. By the end of that, you're going to have a solid technical platform. So that's that's one part of it. Just go do that. And the other part of it is start just making game moments. Make one minute of fun. Like make a little platformer on an like in an online tool where you've got to get from A to B and it's really challenging to do that. That's that's one of the big ones. I like it a lot. Well, Rick Davidson, game career coach, at the end of every episode, I ask uh, my guests to gather up their experiences and their stories and all their thoughts and share with the audience a piece of advice about being uh, in the indie video game industry. Now, of course, this entire you know 30 plus minute episode has been you sharing fantastic advice uh, of course that's what you do but if there's any other great advice that jumps out at you anything that you want to share please by all means do cool you know i one of the let me give you two pieces of advice just super quick one is always listen to your audience and if you're making a game you have to iterate by create a thing show it to people work on it more make it better, show it to people, work on it more, and, and do that iteration. That's really important in a game, not to work in a bubble, make it the whole way through, and at the end say, gee whiz, I hope this works. And I do that myself when I create content, when I create you know, ad- advice or information or tips or ideas. And one of the things that I see a lot of on my YouTube channel, which is just Rick Davidson channel, is the name of the YouTube channel, uh, the URL of it is that, um, I see, the things that really connect with people who are who are out there being indie uh, is particularly a message where I talk about don't give up, it takes time. And my advice is that don't look at what you're currently capable of right now because if you've put, for example, six months of time and effort into this, you'll be six months worth of good. And to make a really good game you might need to be three years worth of good. And the only way to get three years worth of good is to work on it for three years. Not to work on a game for three years, but to work on your skill and ability and knowledge and practice for that amount of time. And if it's going to take you three years and maybe you're working, I don't know, an hour a day, if you go and put in two hours a day, it's only going to take you a year and a half. 
If you go and put in four hours a day, maybe it's only going to be six months before you get to the point where you're able to make compelling entertainment, compelling player experiences. So my my advice to indies, and I think you know the more people are telling each other this, the better, is don't give up. If it's really important to you, don't listen to the people who are saying what you're doing is crap because maybe it's supposed to be crap. Maybe it's not their particular thing. Keep pushing on, be consistent, keep putting in the hours, keep improving, keep listening to your players, don't give up. It just takes time. Well, this has been a solid half hour of motivation, inspiration, and advice from Rick Davidson, game career coach. Rick, thank you for coming on the show and for chatting with me. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Logan. Thanks for having me here today. Absolutely. Uh, Of course, you, dear listener, have been listening to the Indie Insider Podcast, which is, of course, presented by Black Shell Media, an indie video game marketing and publishing firm out there to uh, help people make great games uh, and uh, connect them with uh, great gamers who just want awesome experiences. Uh, Of course, you can find them at blackshellmedia.com or on Twitter at blackshellmedia.com. Uh, If you want to be a part of the show, if you have uh, thoughts or concerns or questions or you want to recommend somebody to be on the show, shoot me an email, logan at blackshellmedia.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. Rick, if people are feeling inspired listening to this episode and they want to connect with you, uh, you mentioned your website before, but how do people find you on those interwebs? Yeah, cool. So uh, just www.gamecareercoach.com. And uh, if you go to the contact form on there, send me a message through there. And the other main area is YouTube, just youtube.com forward slash Rick Davidson channel. You can also message me through there, send me a, write a comment on one of my videos. Um, and uh, I have a Twitter that I don't really look at and an Instagram I don't really look at, both of which are <laughs> at Rick D me. Uh, from time to time, I put a bit of energy into them, but oh boy. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm a big, big fan of... Uh, so, and I love hearing from people, so please do send me a message. Awesome. Hit Rick Davidson up. This has been Indie Insider, and we will see you next week.